Do Good Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we are going to meet the marketing director for Share Charlotte, Melissa Hubby. Share Charlotte's mission is to build a better Charlotte by empowering nonprofits and helping people invest in their communities in ways that matter most to them. Share Charlotte provides a one-stop shop to engage with 400 plus Mecklenburg County nonprofits and by connecting our nonprofit partners to valuable resources and opportunities. And we'll inspire you to do good by the various ways you could get involved with Share Charlotte and local nonprofits while you are following the stay-at-home order. Melissa, welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Thank you, Pamela. It's wonderful to join you. So let's just explain real quickly for people who are listening. We are not in the same room. We are not in studio together. We are recording this um, both safely from our own home. And um, we're doing this because we want to make sure that people who are out there listening, who are also hunkered down, know that there's still ways that they can help. Absolutely. So first, let's just understand who Share Charlotte is and how it works. Um, we were started um, to 2012 by a woman who was trying to navigate the nonprofit community. She wanted to a volunteer with her family and found it really frustrating to try to find local nonprofits um, to volunteer with. So she thought, well, you know, I'm just going to make the Google of nonprofits and um, create a technology platform um, and it, it have it be a free resource for the nonprofit community to create a quick profile on um, the site where you can um, find out how you can donate to a nonprofit, volunteer with them, or shop for them on their Amazon wish list, and basically just be an easy technology platform for you and I or anyone in the community to come and find a nonprofit um, and filter down by cause what you care about and just be a resource. But over the past few years, we've just become a lot more than that and being able to um, connect together our nonprofit community and provide valuable resources to them and find a way to meaningfully connect our businesses um, and neighbors to local nonprofits. So um, we're really um, thrilled with the position that we hold in the community to be able to be an advocate for so many amazing local nonprofits and be able to share all the good that they're doing for Charlotte. So what I love about our podcast is that we sort of give exposure to smaller nonprofits or people who are just starting out. Um, and from what I understand, you guys do the same thing. You help maybe some of these smaller groups who are still getting their feet wet and how to sort of get out there, how to find people to help, right? You give classes, things like that? We do. Um, we have, you know, we have 426 um, local nonprofits on our website. Um, they are only ones that serve Mecklenburg County. Um, and you could be um, a single person. You could just be a volunteer for that group. As long as you have been in business for a year, you're a, a 501c3 we welcome you to be on our website so we can promote the great work that you're doing. So for our nonprofits, um, we do host, um, you know, almost 50 plus events a year for them, whether it be a monthly networking coffee or bringing in um, community leaders or funders to talk with them about how they can get engaged. So it's a really efficient way for 
um, a Bank of America to talk to 100 plus nonprofits in one fell swoop versus having 100 different copies. Um, and, and for a nonprofit to understand what their priorities are. And um, we also host um, workshops for them to help them become better businesses. You know, many of them, you know, there's a lot of business workshops for small businesses out there, but there's not many dedicated to the needs of the nonprofit community. Um, and then we host a lot of these um, giant community conversations where we're helping them create, we give them tools and toolkits to use so that they, we help teach them how to get their message out about what they need and promoting what they need and what they do and the impact they're making to the community so the community can go find them. So um, yeah, that's just, um, yeah, we, we try, we want to empower them to be better businesses and um, really help them because they're doing such important work in the community and they're so dedicated to that. Um, we just want to help promote what they're doing so people can find them and get connected. So can you give us an example of maybe how people connected at a coffee or at one of your workshops or after going to one of your classes or, or workshops or that community communications meetings that you had, where did they take that? Where did they, you, you gave them the seed and where did it grow? Right. Yeah, I know there's so many great examples. Um, you know, there's a lot of them where um, maybe you have a, um, you know, a nonprofit that serves women going through transition. Um, maybe they've come out of incarceration. Maybe they've come out of an abusive relationship and they need help. Um, they need maybe either financial mentoring. So maybe there's a, a Commonwealth Charlotte that can help them who is a financial literacy nonprofit, maybe they can help these women that are going through transition. And so these new two, pro two nonprofits are now working together, but maybe this women's group um, also needs um, dress for success and they're in the room and because they need uh, clothing to help them go through interviews. And then maybe they also need help um, with books for their kids. So there's a literacy nonprofit in the room. And so you, you see how um, these nonprofits can really support each other through the work that they're doing. And they naturally just wanna to work together to support the people that they serve. And so we see these connections all the time happen at various events that we hold. And I, and I love that because it even you even say it in your name, it's share. We're not competing against each other. We're helping each other. We can work together. And when we all benefit, it, it's, it, it makes us even stronger as a group. How would you say, how, how critical is your network um, as we're all trying to figure out this new normal right now, how are you guys uh, maintaining these relationships with your organizations and helping them through this? Externally, we created a um, something called hashtag share from home. It's meant to be a glossary, a blog, a, a repository of information for the community of how the community can get involved with local nonprofits who are really on the front lines of this crisis. And this could be like Lowe's and Fishes and Urban Ministry Center and all the ones that are really helping our, our communities most vulnerable. And what this repository did is because we are a technology platform, we were able to tell our nonprofit partners, if you need help during the COVID-19 crisis, identify what you need, identify the fact that you're, a, a, you know, use that as a cause and tell the community what you need. So then we're able to direct the community right to, right now we have 97 nonprofits out of our 426 that have identified, they have very specific needs. It could be money, but it could also be, I need diapers for my women in um, families in you know, uh, transitional housing, or I need food because I'm lows and fishes, just please send uh, food, or I have virtual volunteer needs. So 
if you go to surecharlotte.org, um, at the top is a banner and basically is, is a glossary that has the various ways you can help um, nonprofits during this time. The first one really being, you know, if you want to give money, um, that's great. It's always needed. Um, you can find a nonprofit um, directly and, and give them or the United Way and um, Foundation for the Carolinas have created the COVID-19 um, Relief Fund, which has raised $15 million since it began, and it is they are quickly um, responding to the, the needs of the nonprofits on the front lines. And this can be like people who are dealing with sheltering or food-related um, causes, and they've already given away $3 million of that. Um, if you're just a community neighbor and you don't maybe have extra money to give, but you have time because you're at home, we have over 160 different um, opportunities that people can do from home. Things like writing flashcards for Classroom Central or writing letters of hope to um, veterans for Veterans Bridge Homes. Or, um, you know, there's a group that's helping senior citizens become more independent. You can be a caller for them to help check on their seniors and make sure they're doing okay during this time. So um, we're really um, cognizant of, of, you know, the requirements that we all need to stay at home, but I think we've, um, our nonprofits are able to find ways that you can still help them even um, staying safe in your house. I was telling you that um, it took me a couple weeks to sort of get my bearings as far as getting back here to podcasting for Do Good Charlotte. Uh, how behind the scenes has your group, Share Charlotte, been able to sort of navigate and work and figure out how to do this as things keep on changing and we have to, we have to adjust. Yeah. I mean, it feels like daily it's, it's changing. I mean, so sure Charlotte, we're a team of six women. Um, and, um, I feel like, you know, we've, we've had to adjust personally. We're used to being um, in a co-working space together and being able to bounce ideas off each other and, and work with our nonprofit partners on a daily basis. So it's really changed our lives. But, um, what we quickly realized is that our nonprofits really miss connecting with each other. So we've created a couple different touch points that allow them to um, to get together on a weekly basis. So um, once a week, we send out an email chock full of usually um, opportunities for them, either funders that have opportunities or just information that we want to share with them called Shared Bytes. That's our weekly nonprofit email. And so on Wednesday afternoons, we host a virtual Shared Bytes where we bring everybody together so that people can see each other, ask questions about the information, and, and also we bring in relevant topics. Like last week, we brought in a, another nonprofit called Aparo, who is, um, helps with technology for nonprofits, and they were able to explain to the people on the call um, the different um, ways that you can connect virtually. A lot of these nonprofits don't have time to research Zoom versus Google Hangouts or you know, just all the various things that are out there it takes someone sometimes to help make it simple for you. So we bring in various resources like that, but we are trying to find all the ways we can to bring together people on a call because people really crave that, um, that connection. Yeah. Aparo is a wonderful organization. I think they were one of the first groups that we had on. And I was always fascinated that uh, just by the technology expertise that they have in house, that's awesome to hear that they're helping you out. Were there any hiccups in the beginning? I seem to remember there were a few where, um, yeah, in fact, we have um, a nonprofit advisory council and we had a meeting with them on Thursday morning and somehow we logged in and all logged into the wrong call, dropped everybody. And it took us about 15 minutes to figure out what the heck what happened. So we're definitely learn on a learning curve ourselves, but sometimes that's a great way. It's 
that we can then help our nonprofit partners. Um, I, I have to say, I've just been so amazed at the way um, our partners have pivoted. Um, some great examples of this. Um, there's a lot of, you know, they rely so heavily on events for fundraising throughout the years. So like everything, this is pretty devastating um, for them, but they're creating virtual walks. So instead of having, you know, the, the Parkinson's Association having a walk, they're creating a virtual walk where they're having experts come in and teach stretching and breathing, and then you can walk your miles. And um, so they're really um, changing things up. And, and um, there's another group, um, you may have heard of them already. So Josh Jacobson, he owns Next Stage Consulting. They're a nonprofit consulting. He's been hosting a call every Friday afternoon at noon, bringing up pretty relevant topics, things like how do I change my event to something virtual? Um, and so I feel like the nonprofit community is coming together and all looking to each other for best practices and ideas. Um, and it's not, I feel like it's a very collaborative group and not a competitive group. And we're all just trying to navigate the new world together. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of C20. Uh, C20 was one of the groups I had on and uh, you know, they just had their event and it was all virtual and we voted virtually and um, instead of sitting in a theater and we were so excited about that event and then it, it, it wasn't able to happen. But, you know, people are creative and and it sort of just pushes you to to that point where you're you're like, all right, how are we going to do this? And I feel like nonprofits in general are used to being I don't know what the best word to describe it is scrapping and pulling themselves together and figuring it out. But I really feel like a challenge is an indication of, of um, your innovation and, and your ability to pivot, like you said. So Melissa, I wanted to learn a little bit about you. Um, so how did you get involved with Fair Charlotte and what is your why? Why are you there? So I've been here in Charlotte for five years. Um, my husband and I and our family moved here from Austin, Texas. Five years ago, we were both um, in marketing at Dell, large corporate marketing, and moved here to Charlotte. My husband got an offer opportunity with Honeywell. And um, so I took the first year off. I knew I didn't want to maybe jump back into a corporate role. And um, so I just started volunteering. I just was started asking. I knew no one in Charlotte. So I just started asking for people who might need help and um, ended up getting to know a nonprofit called Promising Pages which collects books for, you know, books throughout the community and um, upcycles them and cleans them and provides them to students um, who don't have books to read at home and really got involved with them and saw how entrepreneurial they were, um, how, you know, scrappy they were and loved their mission and really got to know the rest of the nonprofit community through them um, and really fell in love with um, the entrepreneurial spirit that local nonprofits have and how they just, do what it takes to get things done for the people that they serve. Um, and, um, and at that time, Share Charlotte was also getting off the ground. I loved what they were doing about bringing the entire nonprofit community together and really launching essentially um, a marketing campaign to help promote the needs of nonprofits to the community and teaching those valuable skills on how to tell their story. So being a marketer by trade, um, this was right at my alley. So I got to know the founder and our small group at the time. And, um, you know, a few years after just helping them out and doing some um, volunteer work with Share Charlotte as well, um, they asked me to come on and be their marketing director. So um, that's how I got there. And um, I have really loved it. In fact, everyone on the Share Charlotte staff um, um, all came from being a volunteer with Share Charlotte first. <laughs> um, and, and then we eventually came on full time. I'm trying to sort of, 
step back and say, okay, if we weren't in this situation that we're in currently, uh, what would you guys normally be doing? So last year at this time in spring, what is usually happening in the spring for nonprofits? Three times a year, we hold um, what we call community-wide campaigns. Um, the first one of the year is held um, in April. This year, it's April 19th to the 25th. It's called Do Good Week. And it's we always held it during National Volunteer Week. We just kind of take it and try to make it hyper-local and call it Do Good Week. And this year, um, we've created Do Good Week Home Edition. Um, and so during that week, we will be promoting um, um, volunteer opportunities um, in, five, in a couple different key areas that are deeply affected by the COVID-19 crisis. So um, every day between April 19th to the 25th, we'll be highlighting five ways that you can help from home um, in, in the various areas of access to food, education, childcare, shelter, medical facilities, and seniors. So for example, um, you know, under the education um, day, we'll be folk, like you could create those flashcards for Classroom Central. Um, you know, for um, childcare, you could um, choose to help to be maybe a tutor online for um, a local nonprofit. So um, we are, we'll be working through uh, creating really tangible ways the community can help um, in all these various areas during National Volunteer Week, which is what we'll be doing um, already. Um, unfortunately, we won't be able to have our signature event for that week, which is called Volunteering, which typically on the Saturday, um, once once we wrap up the week held at Noda Brewery, where we have um, about 20 plus different nonprofits that have hands-on um, volunteer opportunities. So you could be sorting Legos for Digi Bridge, or you could be um, sewing no-sew blankets for Crisis Assistance Ministry. And people love that event um, because you get to be hands-on, do some good, and um, have a drink on a great Saturday afternoon with friends. Hold that thought. We'll talk a little bit more. This is Pamela Escobar. You're listening to Do Good Charlotte. After the break, you'll hear about how you can help donate and volunteer for Share Charlotte's Network. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili. And whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. 
For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. So, Melissa, we were talking about Do Good Week and um, where can people find you? So if they're interested at the end of the month to get involved, but even more importantly, if they want to do something right now, where do they go? ShareCharlotte.org. That holds all the information. And, and what you'll find there is, I mean, that's our core website, um, our platform. And um, I think what's really cool about that people don't know is, you know, there's three ways to get involved. You can just find a nonprofit, you can look to volunteer with one, or you can give to one via their Amazon wish list. And what's cool about it is once you go in to find one, let's just say that, you know, you have a special place in your heart for animals. And so you can filter down um, by cause. You can look at animals. You could look at helping kids. You could look at helping seniors or veterans um, from our volunteers. So there's just all types of filters um, that you can use to really get kind of down um, to really what you care about. So I always tell people, take, take a look around, take it for a spin and um, see what you find because um, you, you may have, you know, someone was affected by cancer in your family and you really want to serve or Parkinson's. So um, it really just takes all the different nonprofits here in, in Mecklenburg County and boils it down into one place and makes it really easy to navigate um, so that you can find out exactly what means the most to your heart and to your family. And for people who are doing that research, what's, do you guys do any sort of vetting or research on these groups before they get to be part of your, your website? You know, we don't look at their tax records or anything like that, but um, the requirements are that you, of course, have to be a 501c3 you have to be in business for at least a year. So, you know, we have a lot of new nonprofits that come out and they've just gotten their 501c3. So um, they just need to wait that year um, really to make sure that they're going to be successful. Um, and then we also just want to, we, we check out their website, make sure that everything is working. We call them and talk to them just to make sure there's a, a body on the other end. Um, so that's the level of vetting we do. But um, also we are constantly in contact with all of our nonprofits. So we um, typically know all that's going on with them um, at, at usually any point in time. And then on a yearly basis, if you know if you haven't been active with us, then we, we reach out and find out what's going on, make sure you're still in business. So make sure that we're not send, ever sending the public to anything that um, is not a viable um, group at that time. So if for people who are, are, are wondering again, it's Share Charlotte and Charlotte is spelled out dot org and um and then we were talking earlier about the share home help local nonprofits right the share from home you said yep hashtag share from home yep share from home so i'm looking at that website right now and it's it is it's awesome i mean there's so many cool ideas about what you could do and not all of them are money but you know for parents who are at home like myself who are like what can my kid do today well um, you can write letters to veterans. I love that. Purple Heart Homes. Um, there's all different cool things like that, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and during Do Good Week, we'll be identifying even more of those family-friendly options. We certainly recognize that families are at home and you know what? it's a great time to get involved. So we'll be making sure that we have family-friendly options every day that kids can also do. Um, um, and then also, if you look at it, you know, there are some groups, um, you know, that if you are willing to venture out, 
that they are creating a very safe environment that if you are willing to do that, um, loaves and fishes is a great example. Um, because most of their volunteers are um, older, they aren't going to let them come in and help right now. So they definitely need, and they're trying, food is like the number one need during the COVID-19 crisis. And so they are in desperate need of people to come out there and help sort out um, what they call seven-day emergency boxes, where they're like just sorting um, mac and cheese and tuna and things like that into different boxes so they can just hand them out to members of the community. Um, and so they make a very sterile environment. They only allow 10 volunteers at a time to um, comply with the, the social distancing rules, and they make it very safe. So for people, healthy people that are willing to do that, there are, there are options out there um, if you're willing to do that. But again, we're not advocating one way or the other. We're just offering choice. Yeah, right. And there's ways to do things safely, uh, social distancing, like you said. And then, you know, there's all those CDC guidelines that talk about uh, masks and gloves and all of that. But these these nonprofits, they do this all the time. So they know, like I'm looking at giving blood for American Red Cross. Like if anybody knows about sterilization and keeping people safe, they're going to know. So there's things on there that maybe you haven't thought about. Maybe you just weren't, you know, you're focused on your just your day to day and you're not thinking about um, what else is available out there for you to get involved in. But again, there's lots of stuff to do from home. And always, you know, like you said, donations are a great way to help out so many of these awesome organizations. Um, I love that idea of a virtual walk. Um, I joke around all the time. I'm not um, I'm not a big exercise person. So uh, walking or running is not my thing, but uh, but I can virtually walk. That's no problem. <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah, and just one other way I think um, that people may not think that they can give back is skill-based volunteering. A lot of that's listed there as well. But, you know, if you're a professional and maybe you're really great at research or at social media or things like that, there's a lot of opportunities for skill-based um, work, whether, you know, a lot of nonprofits who are trying to research grants, um, they if you have some extra time on your hands, you can just help them research some things or you could add, you know, you can help out with your social media skills or your marketing skills. So there may be ways that you just aren't thinking about. And if you've got some extra time on your hands and you've got um, some skills, you can um, take a look, but just check out the filter. You can find out exactly ways that you can get engaged that way. I love that idea because I think there's a lot of people who are home right now and you don't feel like you're doing anything, even though you really are. I mean, by staying home, you're keeping your community safe. And, um, but at the same time, you have skills that you can offer and people are looking for you and, and, and you can find them and share Charlotte's a great way to find that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Melissa, I, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time today, uh, to, to talk to us. We're going to make sure that lots of people hear about this and we'll share it on social media as well. And, um, I just wanted, is there anything else that you wanted to share that we weren't able to cover today? No, I think um, just please go check out sharecharlotte.org. Um, you know, there's just so many ways you could help that really, um, you know, or don't have to be a big effort, whether it's, you know, buying a can opener for loaves and fishes so people can actually open the cans they get. Or, you know, if you just, you know, want to write up some flashcards for Classroom Central. I think during this time where we want to help. I mean, that's the great thing about the human spirit is we all want to do good, um, that there are really easy ways that you can do it um, in a safe way. So, um, and I think it make you feel, make everyone feel good um, if they just, if they are feel like they um, are helping somebody else during this time. So please go check out sharecharlotte.org. 
like we said, we're COVID-19 is not the only thing that's contagious. Doing good is. It really is. Um, I think when you find out that someone's doing good, um, you want to, too. And uh, I love that Share Charlotte's a place for you can find those um, those different activities for you for, to do. So we have a vibrant nonprofit community here in Charlotte. Thank you so much, Share Charlotte, for bringing us together and making it easier to find all those nonprofits. Thank you for sharing your story and your good. Do you know someone else like Melissa who is doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pamela on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. There's good all around it. Let's hear about it. I'm Pamela Escobar. Thanks for listening to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina.